I love that ad. I love that ad. I love that ad. Hello and welcome to another episode of I Love That Ad. I am your host, Shane W. Brennan, joined as always by my colleague, Aaron Chalk. And today is a very special day. We are joined by um, Managing Director of Starcom, part of CORE, Emer Lan. How's it going, Emer? Hello, hello. Thank you for having me on. Great to have you here. Great to have you here. Um, Mina, trying to get you on as a guest for a while now. For a yeah, while, you're just since episode busy. one. Since episode oh, one. Yeah, since episode yeah. one, yeah. I just wanted to wait until your reach was really high and then I would feel really intimidated coming on. Um, so, yeah, that's that, that plan has worked out. So yeah. great. Yeah. You'd be surprised how many people have had that plan. <laughs> they, <laughs> yeah. They've ignored our emails until season two. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, no, definitely a fan. Uh, but uh, yeah, delighted to be actually here chatting about some stuff. So, yeah, thank you for your patience. Oh, no, delighted to have you on. And for anyone listening, we all used to work together. Um, we did. So, so the familiar familiarity is based on us all being colleagues in the past. We all in uh, we're in MediaWorks on the digital team together. You know? That's it. So the, digital, yeah. that familiarity comes from from blaming each other for POs and <laughs> reconciliations <laughs> and, and campaign flightings. Probably all my fault back in the day. Yeah, uh, no, no, to be honest, like, to be fair, like the pair of you have literally the only way was up since you left me. Uh, so, yeah, <laughs> it's, oh, good to, no. it's good to see your successes since we were all uh, working together. No, I definitely think Aaron's gone down. Yeah. <laughs> in, in, in a number of ways. <laughs> yeah, he was, he was a rising star. And now <laughs> he was. He, he was. was. The yeah. stars can't keep rising. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he learned that the hard way. <laughs> Starting to regret this episode already. We're, yeah. we're 43 and, seconds in. Oh, and dear. Let's be honest. Aaron was never really digital either. So, like, you know, he, he got that title for a while, but he was never. He didn't even know how to book a digital thing. <laughs> like, we can say that now. And, you know, I think yeah. enough time has gone by that, that I can publicly say I've never trafficked a digital campaign. <laughs> God. It hurts that's, me. That's it very hurts. ridiculous. That's why I'm so happy when, here. Yeah. when Emer took his job because Emer actually did digital. <laughs> Emer knew what she was doing. That. It was great. Yeah. And Aaron oh, was goodness. like, I'm going to get found out. I'm out of here. <laughs> I'm going to run gigs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm going to put on a concert. The, the, the beauty of uh, particularly digital is that there's always something new. So there's always True. something we can figure out as we go. So, 100%. you know, we were all faking it till we made it at some stage. Yeah, we're all yeah. just yeah. trying to figure out, have a yeah. bit of fun, you know? It's all new. It's all new. <laughs> exactly. um, yeah, so enough of the abusing air. Um, so, Emer, yeah, it's uh, it's great to have you on, and I'm really looking forward to hearing, like, what type of ads you like. Is there a specific, like, theme that are in ads that you like, or maybe strategy that you kind of gravitate towards when you think about ads you love? Um, I, I mean, we were briefly uh, discussing there how difficult it is to actually narrow down, you know, three uh, to share with everyone. Um, and, and I must admit that I really struggled with like with that question. I, there isn't necessarily a, a theme where I always love when I see, you know, X, Y or Z. Um, so to try and kind of narrow the focus was, was tricky. And I think one of the reasons for it is because. Um, you know, we have a filter or lens like I'm super aware of um, my filter that I put on every ad that I see, you know, and I'm constantly trying to guess what what was the brief or was there even a brief or all of that behind every single, um, you know, ad or communication. So um, as a result, I don't think I kind of enjoy them as as much, perhaps. And so I was trying to kind of call back on some examples that 
um, were less tainted by my job choice, you know, uh, from way back when, where if they made a mark, it was just because they made a mark, you know, and I liked it as opposed to me seeking it out. So, um, yeah, I mean, the ones that I've chosen to share, they do have a have a commonality between them, um, which I'm sure will start to become, you know, obvious as we as we watch them. Well, maybe not, but um, they, they definitely all, all have a common link um, that I really do appreciate when it comes to, to adverts. So That's... maybe we can chat about it later. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely we'll chat through it. That's a good insight, though. And I've not thought about that, that maybe advertising people are terribly positioned to talk about ads that work <laughs> because, no, as you rightly say, like I, I notice ads I love modern, when, when I forget my job. Do you know what I mean? If they can make yes. me forget I'm in advertising for even like the first five seconds, I'm like, what is this? Yeah. And then I ruin it for myself um, by yeah. being like, I know that actor and they were in this. I wonder who shot this. Um, exactly. But like, I, I agree. I completely agree with that. And I think it's when you see something, you know, like when you go through kind of like the can archives of stuff you haven't seen and they, you just something completely random and yeah. it just catches you. It's yeah. like, um, it's just you're like, OK, I, I like that. I don't know why I do. I don't know what's great about it. And then we overanalyze it. But yeah. I think it's getting that little bit of honesty because I suppose ads aren't, well, some ads are made for our advertising people, but um, most ads are not. And like, I think that's, a, that's an interesting point to be like, probably what we do talk about on this podcast could be very different to what if we were to go, because didn't Trevor do research, Aaron? Yeah, when he came on, Trev, Trev did like a thousand research, a thousand people. He put it out there brought and on the next one, yeah. which was we were like, that's Brilliant. kind of cheating. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, we want yours, Trevor. No, he did. He brought his as well. But it was just interesting. It's an yeah. interesting insight to be able to actually ask real people what they notice and what they like, because it's definitely yeah. different, probably to what we like you know what i mean um, exactly and i mean we all get that uh, reminder every now and again i'm sure from friends and family who you tell what, what you do but yeah. you know people people don't care as much about the yeah. ads as we as we wish that they exactly. they that, did that, you know um so i think it's it's the ones that you actually do go do you know what that was really clever or so simple or just yeah. i get it you're trying yeah. to sell me something so thanks for making it not so horrible nice. like yeah. You know, there there is a degree of that as well, and um, I I think perhaps I'm have that uh, degree or filter of cynicism maybe with it mm -hmm. that I appreciate the ones that are just you know doing a job but also making me kind of enjoy it in the meantime. De definitely, and I think what's interesting about that point is yeah, people don't care about ninety five percent of all advertising they see, but what I think one of the reasons even the name of the podcast comes from thing since before we worked in advertising where someone would say an ad would come on TV be like oh I love this. I love this yeah. app, even yeah. though they wouldn't think about it the rest of their day. But the minute they see it, they know if they care about it. And I get that with my father-in-law where because of my industry, he wants to know how much one cost. And he's okay. in shock if it's crap. He's like, how much did they pay for that? And I'm like, well, there's a lot of actors in that. This has been running for quite a while. I was like, this could have been like, and he's like, get it. <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. Um, people find out how much goes goes behind the scenes of it you yeah, know um, exactly. which i think is something to appreciate in itself like especially yeah. in today's day and age where everything is filtered and anything that actually makes it out into our mm -hmm. news feeds or in the media or onto our devices or screens as an advert you know it's had to go through a lot of filters to get there um mm -hmm. so that in itself we should appreciate about some oh. of what we're seeing or the ones that we actually cho choose to talk about on this you know i completely um, completely agree completely yeah. agree um but i guess on to your 
actual selections then. So okay. you've picked three ads. Yeah. That me and Aaron have not seen before. I think we, I, I think we have might have seen one maybe in the past, but the other two definitely not because we just read the titles. Um, <laughs> so tee up your first one for me. Perfect. Okay. So, um, as I said, I kind of had to dig back deeper, um, for these, and um, I've been watching a fair bit of uh, American football lately. For those who don't know me very well, I grew up in Buffalo, New York. So, go Buffalo Bills. Um, and. You know, in, in kind of fitting tandem, they've been pretty bad uh, since the 90s, which is when I remember these ads from. Um, so when I'm watching the Bills each week, um, I actually watch it via Game Pass and the American ads are streamed through the NFL Game Pass. And it's like you're transported uh, uh, back to kind of a different time. Um, and it was, was chatting to my sister about this. Um, and it, it is actually the ads that make you feel like you're warm and back in Buffalo for some reason, because uh, you're hearing obviously d different voices and ridiculous pharmaceutical ads and terms <laughs> conditions that would never make it onto <laughs> Irish TV. Um, but, uh, you know, it's nothing like a good taste at home. Um, but yeah, so I think that was my starting point was actually the the way in which the ads made me feel. Um, and so I wanted to kind of do back and, and look at some of those uh, from when I was younger and the first one that I wanted to share um, I suppose with Halloween coming up it was uh, a favorite in the all trick-or-treat bag um, which is uh, Tootsie Pops and I don't know if you know the product um, or, or or that only but, um... via pop culture not ne okay. never had oh I know this product do you okay we'll okay. get into it we'll get into it okay. okay good good I'm curious so yes let's just watch this uh this first, this first Amazing. ad, which is called How Many Licks? Uh-oh. <laughs> uh -oh. Mr. Cal. Yes? How many licks does it take to get to the Tootsie Roll Center of a Tootsie Pop? I don't know. I always end up biting. Ask Mr. Fox, for he's much cleverer than I. Mr. Fox, how many licks does it take to get to the Tootsie Roll Center of a Tootsie Pop? Why don't you ask Mr. Turtle, for he's been around a lot longer than I. Me? <laughs> I'd bite. Mr. Turtle. How many licks does it take to get to the Tootsie Roll Center of a Tootsie Pop? Honey, he never made it without biting. Ask Mr. Owl, for he is the wisest of us all. Mr. Owl, how many licks does it take to get to the Tootsie Roll Center of a Tootsie Pop? A good question. Let's find out. One, two, three. It's over 9,000! If there's anything I can't stand, it's a smart owl. How many licks does it take to get to the Tootsie Roll Center of a Tootsie Pop? That's a great ad. So there yeah. you go. What do you think? I, yeah, uh, sorry, yeah I, I, what, I feel like I used to see an awful lot of that animation in like the 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 seventies eighties what was it, what was the one over here was it like a tea was Barry's tea or something like that or, or Lion's tea in the UK was done with that type of animation Tetley I, I think Tetley that's it. um yeah, yeah really cool to, really yeah. really uh, really uh, proper 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 ad do you know what I mean yes. proper old yes. school ad and I love when you get to see an ad of a big brand that you've never seen before and you're like yep yeah, you wouldn't see that anymore you wouldn't see yeah. that kind of simple insight just yeah let's bring it to life and let's put it on tv that probably got signed off by the ceo of Tootsie Roll, and that was it that was yeah. the only apart from the creative director and the animator and yeah. uh, i just love seeing that kind of that that brought to life in a way that you don't really see anymore i think it's really cool i love that it yeah, screams like sorry go ahead 
No, no, I was just going to, I mean, in case people are concerned about how far back I am aging myself. Um, <laughs> um, or if I'm concerned, uh, it was it was actually originally aired in 1970. But that same okay. ad, just a cut down version with just the turtle and the owl, mm-hmm. um, was running all through um, the, the, the night. And, and still, from what I could find, uh, I don't know if it's still on air now, but it's... Um, I found somebody talking about it being on air in 2017. The wow, same yes. ad. Okay. Um, that, that makes a so, lot of sense. Like for when I was watching that, that screamed Mad Men era style uh, of advertising because they had a clear message to sell more yeah. of these, these Tootsie Pops. Let's have a question that people are going to want to find out the answer of themselves. Exactly. How many links to get to the center. The strategy is just crystal clear, but it, yeah. it works really well. But the, it just kept hitting it on the head and so much so I could see that as a print ad. And that's what that those yeah. good yeah. Mad Men era ads were. They were print Everything. ads yeah. first and foremost, almost in terms of the, how they could be executed or or, or, or manifested. And that's just a, a really good video version of it. Yeah, I mean, I, I just, as simple as it's like, and I was kind of almost surprising myself where I was like, oh my God, that was just such a brilliant ad. You know, I was like, why do I think that? But um, I think the simplicity of it and the fact that, um, I mean, of course, they're, I'm sure that they've talked about this and and um, they had done, I can recall, I think it was in, I found it in 97, there was a, a dragon and a dinosaur that did the same thing, but it was like a really bad CGI kind of version of it. It just didn't work. Um, same exact concept, but um, where they were using that very, you know, black and white, animation um you know to, to do and they've been able to do that for almost 50 years and the bravery of being consistent with it um instead of you know what we all like to the, the industry is obsessed with just start again um you know come up with a brand new concept so i, yeah. I love that it's just been running for, for so long I, um, I, would you think and i'd say and I'm, I'm going to guess uh here that that you get this question a lot um over the last few years in terms of wear out of creative campaigns and when when to invest in new especially on christmas campaigns i'd, I'd imagine that comes up quite a lot this obviously they've 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 pu- pushed well past the wear out question given us like multiple decades old yeah. do you reckon this is with, with that these kind of ads where it ignores that question it's kind of like it's kind of like a skit or a joke that keeps going on it's funny then it gets unfunny but when they keep going on it gets funny again and That's almost I like about, i was about to make that point were you, <laughs> were you yeah. i was literally about to say that i was like i'd imagine you'd see your, your in, increase then you'd see a drop off but if you're willing to wait five years it'll slowly start climbing for the next 50 years yeah. because it'll be recognizable forever that's what i was gonna, like a joke that's what i was gonna say sorry but you can imagine like, yeah, the different rooms or environments where they had to make the decision, like, is it still relevant? You know, should do we need to freshen it up? You know, is it is it still working? Then the person um, in the 90s made that mistake and then they're using that as the example yeah. to never do that again. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Um, but I mean, the line itself that's repeated over and over again, like, you know, how many licks does it take to get to the Tootsie Roll center of a Tootsie Pop? Like, it's not exactly roll off the tongue. Um but um, it's such like a repeated line for me, you know, when I think about, um, you know, having, I could almost taste it, you know, from mm. when I was younger, uh, just because of that line. So, Which, which is interesting because I've been 
with Oscar, I read all his, he's obsessed with books. So I read like the Gruffalo and all this stuff. There's yes, a really interesting them. narrative structure to good kids books. And it's that mm. repeating. It's like, oh no, yeah. the Gruffalo, you didn't, you know. And like, that's on every page. And it's like, yeah. the kid knows something new comes, you know what I mean? It's like, and in this, it was like, how many licks, new animal, how many licks, new animal, how many licks. Yeah. <laughs> and it reminded me an awful lot of those really good kind of um, uh, kids books that I'm reading yeah. at the minute. It's just that really simple structure because it's targeted at them. And it's like, just don't complicate this. Don't talk about the flavors. Don't talk about any of that shit. We yeah. want them, even if they only buy one flavor, we want them to buy loads of it. So just get them to lick it. I just think, uh, yeah, I just think it's so simple. I love that simple message, that repeating message. And it's not overthought, if that makes sense. Yeah, exactly. Um, and of course, like, I mean, again, the, the layers that you can place on top of this, you could see this living in like the cut downs now in a in a TikTok world, you know, how how this ad would still be relevant. Um, but also the amount of people who've tried to answer the question, yeah, how many licks does it take to get to the, you know, um, so according to Purdue University, it's 364. Amazing. <laughs> but that uh, of course. Nice. The, the beauty of it is that it doesn't matter. It's going to be different for everyone because it's so irresistible. You just want to buy into it. And I think the product is the hero. So like this, you know, would just be a nice, you know, storybook or ad um, if, if it wasn't about the product being the hero. Uh, so I'm sure uh, it sold some Tootsie Pops in its time as well. I'm going to do a major hot take here of something. Go that on. I'm going to completely guess that this impact the ad, the impact this ad ad had on modern or nineties popular culture. So here's my okay. hot take. This is kind I of big. reckon the voices and characters, some of the voices and characters in The Simpsons, were inspired by this Tootsie Roll ad. So hear me out. The okay, very first character, right. the very first character is the cow, where it's like yes, the very dramatic voice. That's very similar to the waiter character in The Simpsons going where he answers the phone he's like yes no yes uh multiple times the reason i think that this inspired that is one they sound alike you said that this came out in the 70s so and ran right throughout so in the 70s and the 80s the writers from the early from the simpsons in the early 90s would have been in their early 20s the likes of conan o'brien and those okay they would have been writing those characters they would have seen those characters grew up with those characters as kids I reckon that's inspired by the Tootsie Roll ad. Did you, did, sorry, this is now Emer. Aaron, did you just come up with this? Literally, this hot after, take in? yeah. Uh, okay, so it's, okay. Uh, that's why it's a hot take. That It's a sizzling. Yeah, yeah. It's oh, a sizzling for heat, a hot take. I, I, I cannot fact check you, but I, that, no, feels, I that feels right, you know, uh, so. Yeah, because Aaron's saying it, it feels wrong. But like, um, he, is a, <laughs> he is a big Conan O'Brien. I thought what he was holding in his pocket here is because he listens to Conan O'Brien's podcast all the time. That Conan okay. O'Brien maybe has referred to this um, in the past. Nope. And nope, no, never. no, fair enough. Then that's that's pretty massive, and that's pretty out there to that's on a big, one hearing. Yeah, big one, big one. Yeah. But I mean, it's yeah. such a classic that I'm yeah. sure that it was yeah. woven through so many different you know programs and stuff that that I just I, I can't recall. I've also discovered how bad my memory is in the process of. <laughs> preparing for your podcast yeah. um yeah well when you're watching kids cartoons in the 70s Emer, like you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> your memory's gonna go <laughs> um, and i wouldn't be surprised you know what actually on it i don't want to spend too much time on aaron's hot take um but 
all the a lot of the people who wrote for Simpsons were in Harvard's um, Lampoon magazine, mm. which would have been animation, which would have been print ads, and these would have been big print ads in the seventies. And it's very cheap animation, so and drawing yeah. very easily drawn. So you could see how potentially. Yeah. <laughs> I hope someone's listening to this, being like, no, <laughs> this is all over the place. Yeah. But, um, oh, but the voices are definitely recognizable. Yeah. So I, yeah. you know, I didn't. Uh, dig into to the who who did them or whatever so I that'll if be it's like Dan homework or is it like the real old school guys there's one guy who like does loads of stuff on futurama and loads of stuff on simpsons okay he's huge he's like in his 70s so he probably could be one of the voices but even if they're not the actual actor but it was inspired i know what you're saying by that yeah, 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 yeah. indentation yeah. Yeah, okay, that was an interesting segue there, Aaron. Yeah, sorry, sorry to, <laughs> to throw it into conspiracy theories territory. Oh, yeah. sure, look. Simpsons ripped off. You never explained why you know what a Tootsie Pop is, Aaron. Oh, yes. So uh, when I was in primary school uh, in the 90s, um, the uh, neighbours uh, moved back to uh, the village, uh, but the, the kids that they had were my age, but they were born in America, so they were, they were American. Okay. So they used to bring back, when they'd go back every year, they'd bring back a load of sweets. And that's where I was first introduced to a Tootsie Roll. And I thought it was, it was like revolutionary. But also the scarcity of it, because this is before, this is 90s Ireland when there wasn't a fresh market that has like a, an American candy section or anything like that. So the only time I ever got to have a Tootsie Roll was when they go to America and they bring me back a, a Tootsie Roll. And you'd roll. rob them. And then I, <laughs> then I had one then uh, in my 20s. I was like, this is disgusting. <laughs> what did I like about this? But oh, it's, no, it's more think, nostalgia yeah. more than anything else. Exactly. Yeah, that's uh, that's gas. I'm going to have to go down. There's um, if anyone knows Kilkenny, the Kitty's Cabin at the corner there beside the the bridge uh, beside the castle. Um, they have all of the American sweets you could possibly want. So I'm going to have to go down and get myself. Yeah, to get, see I'd say get they have them there. Yeah. For a tenner a roll. <laughs> yeah exactly yeah um okay cool that's a that's a really cool one to add to the archives not one i've ever seen before but yeah i think aaron's theory and emer you rightly pointing out it's been around for so long it's definitely probably invaded popular culture oh, and creatives time. in multiple different ways mm-hmm. yeah um but we'll, I will do some Googling around the Craters and Simpsons and I will update this whether or not Aaron is right. If Aaron's right, I'll say nothing. If Aaron's wrong, I'll say loads of things. Okay. <laughs> um, okay uh, sounds like a plan. So well, let's move on to your second ad. Okay. Um, so not not venturing too far from, you know, the category of FMCG, because uh, at this time it's... Um, an ice cream bar. So I don't know if any of you have heard of Klondike bars before. I'm pretty yeah, certain. Yeah, I've heard of a Klondike okay. bar, yeah. Okay, okay. Never had one um, again, but know them from popular culture. Okay, cool. Because yeah. I wasn't, I was pretty certain that they weren't in Ireland. Um, So I, I wasn't sure kind of in sharing this one. But um, yeah, this one, there could have been loads of different things that I, I was, could share. Um, But I think we've just selected one execution there Uh for us cool. to have a look at so we we'll have a look at the first that. one and then we can talk about just the general execution <laughs> that's my chicken what would you do for a klondike bar would you be a chicken for a klondike bar <laughs> yeah, how about you <laughs> yeah, no cluck no klondike <laughs> oh nice chicken for that chocolate coated ice cream loaded big and thick no room for what would you do for a Klondike bar? Just a few more clucks. 
Yeah, I like that. I really like okay. that. Okay. Yeah, I reckon I would like a Klondike. I wouldn't like a Tootsie Roll, but I reckon I would like a Klondike. <laughs> <laughs> they are very tasty. Yeah, very, very tasty. Um, yeah, really cool. I think what's really cool about both those ads you just shown is the, the, the transactional call to action. So, like, I could see in the Tootsie Roll one, I could see a parent giving a kid a Tootsie Roll, being like, shut up there and count how many licks it takes, right? So, like, giving them something to do. And then I could see a kid finishing school being like, mom, I want a Klondike bar or whatever. And the mom being like, no, 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 you can't count. And then them just balking, being like, doing all these random things to be like, I'll do this for a Klondike bar. And it's making that action, giving people something they can do in their real life to interact with, with the brand I think is really powerful in both in both those things and it's not something I think I see as much maybe it's because an awful lot of people do an awful lot of actions online now as opposed to and and brands maybe focus more on that like as in share a hashtag or you know what I mean share a tweeting page but I think what I really like about those is is just that that call to action to interact with what the brand is is saying I think that's really cool yeah I mean I it's it's simple in that sense um for for sure but again like the last one the the product is the hero of the whole thing um it's because it, it's positioned as the uh the most desirable thing that you'll do absolutely anything for it so that little jingle you know what would you do for a Klondike bar um you know the I was trying to find the original version of it um I think it's from 82 um it's like a Shakespeare and Gary Coleman version of it I, I couldn't quite find a, a quality one but um the iterations of it are endless I mean there's you know fellas who it's like box pop style there and you know you, you can get fellas on the street and they're kind of saying would you do monkey sounds for me or um do I'm a little teapot in front of your colleagues or all these kind of random silly things um but you can imagine how that's been adopted and taken as a thing and the people are doing all sorts and they're still using the uh, what would you do for a Klondike bar as the main platform for the brand. Um, so that was another reason why I felt it was it was worth sharing because um, you can imagine in today's social media and, um, you know, the user generated content that they have on their website, um, the the different kind of influencers that they get to do challenges and media hat on you could personalize like all the different cuts of it for different people and stuff um so yeah i just that little jingle is i mean what a reminder simple sonic distinctive asset yeah um it's uh it's an earworm so i'm sure we'll all be singing that now for the rest of the day Imer, can i ask um when you were growing up and you were in in, in school elementary school and and that and these ads would be out were these the kind of things that would translate in or transition into the playground in terms of like what would you do for Atlantic bar people doing chicken noises or or, or or stuff like that or is that a leap too far no I mean I I as I said my memory is very poor um but <laughs> um I can imagine that it, it it would have all right like I mean it's the type of thing um that 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 phrasing what would you do for a Klondike bar it, you know it, it became very much um common phrase or in the vernacular um I mean but for being a, a kid um yeah, I'm sure that we would have in some way, shape or form, certainly when we were going to eat one, um, like absolutely, um, you know, you'd sing the little song and what are you going to do for this? You know, um, that is, of course, if we got the uh, the full branded one, 
you know, that was, that was <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, 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 the ultimate treat to get the proper branch. Um, but um, yeah, I think we probably would have earned um, for, for sure. It became part of the experience. And like, can you see that for so many brands, maybe in that FMCG space, it's about how you eat it, you know, and people's personal routines and traditions that they have and habits with it. If you can make that a hero of it, again, you're making eating the product you know the 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 hero or the experience as opposed to trying to, to be more complicated with it i think is well we've seen this executed in our industry with a fig and figro you know what i mean very very similar you know exactly. what i mean an action that when you're eating it you'll talk you'll you'll say it you'd say it to your mom or your friends or whatever if you're eating figros um and i think it's that similar and once again a thing that's been around for a very long time yeah. and seeing the brand commitment to it is just yeah. it's it's admirable and it's enjoyable as advertisers to see like okay like that's one question we're not changing we're just trying to bring that to life as many different ways as possible like the times will change exactly. around it, but people still want to know you know yeah. what i mean what would you do for a klondike bar or how many licks or um how do they put the fig in the figure all these questions all of these are posing questions and i just think that's really yeah. strong with as you rightly said the product is the hero you yeah know what i mean um, yeah, really exactly cool. um no and i mean like that the previous one was the same execution over 50 years you know this is like hundreds of variations and it's more about one's personal variation of it um for 40 but like i think yeah i just love that bravery of of people being consistent with it you know in terms of what you were saying earlier Aaron, about letting it wear in rather than worrying about wear out um you know um but yeah, I can imagine there's probably edits of this that certainly wouldn't make the cut today in terms of what is correct or not correct to, <laughs> oh, to I'd say. Oh, I'd say so. Oh, um, yes. Yeah, in terms of what would <laughs> you, you do? That, you can say that for ads that were only made like a year or two ago. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's changing um, so much. I, I, exactly. Yeah. I'd say there's some, I love the 90s was a great time in advertising because it was around like, do you ever look at the old console wars? Like the Sega stuff and everything was really uh, edgy in this kind of like everything was evolving very quickly with MTV and Gen X mm. and stuff like that. And I'm just imagining an iteration of what would you do for a Klondike bar with these like cool Nirvana-esque kids. And um, just I think every brand went through that. I'd love to see their their Gen X period trying to keep these these yeah. questions alive and i'd say they'd be very funny to watch I and mean, they definitely exist <laughs> yeah i mean and, and the sad thing maybe maybe it's just the ones that i looked back the current ones or like uh. the the modern ones are way less enjoyable um yeah. i mean obviously um we sh I, i'm surprised we didn't comment on the uh the style and the hair um in the, in the ad that we watched um yeah. <laughs> can't, can't beat the the late 80s um but, you know, some of the stuff that they had on their their site now is just a little bit, um, maybe I feel just disconnected from it, but um, they're doing like silly dares, like a lad shaving off his eyebrow for a Klondike bar and stuff, all these like little things on the side of the street. Stuff but, that if a mom got her kid doing, she'd kill Klondike bar as opposed it, to just making a nice chicken noise. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I think some of the simpler ones, perhaps they've tried to overcomplicate it in its reinvention over the years. But um, but who knows? I the the whole activity around it um i did not know this before i was looking up detail on the ad but there is a board game called 
what would you do for a Klondike bar? And you can buy it on online. Um, you know, it's a full has its own set of rules or whatever, and obviously dares and things like that are part of it. But um, you should have, yeah. Do, do you know, like you know, the, you know, this makes me think of you know, there's like a whole iteration of early '90s, late '90s film, and there's one in the '80s, like like Scrooge with Bill Murray, and you know these kind of high, big power suit wearing um, yeah. guys, but they're in to- like big. But they're in toy companies <laughs> and they're in there like all these these men just being like, I know what we need. We need to we need to make a board game. Kids love Monopoly. And they yeah. just it made it happen. <laughs> I just think there's there's like this whole archive of brands being in a space that you're like, how did you get there? <laughs> I know. <laughs> like it's, it's amazing. Yeah. Like, I don't know when the board game launched or anything like it was it. I'd say it's more of a recent and a nostalgia thing, but yeah, um, yeah. How many board games were inspired by ads? I wonder. We should have a, a games night for the podcast yeah. or something. Some um, old branded that, games. That'd be yeah. so funny. Actually, I'd love that. There's my my nieces had a a, a frozen version of Monopoly, and yes. they were playing it with my sister, who grew up playing the the traditional uh, red and white mm-hmm. Monopoly. And she could not fathom the rules, how they had like twisted them to work with the frozen universe and characters and all that. She's like, it made no sense. It made no sense as Monopoly as I knew it. This is terrible for the kids. We need to get them proper Monopoly so they can learn how to play Monopoly. Which <laughs> <laughs> is funny. It's like the sacredness. Yeah. Lash the brand on it. Tweak the rules. It'd be grand. <laughs> but it was so confusing, apparently. Oh God, I haven't played that now, but that, I must check that out and play it with my nieces. <laughs> don't, don't, don't. <laughs> okay, great. That's Maybe a review I've got. Yeah, don't touch yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. I, Very good. I never get to uh, play board games anymore at all now. And it's one of those things I was watching, t- walking through TK Maxx the other day and they had this big, like, limited edition Monopoly that was on like a chessboard table. You, you can't fold it away. Like this is in your games room and this okay. is part of the decor. And I was, there was a bit of me just that was a kid for a couple of seconds. was like, I'm a grown up with money. I could buy that. And then I was like, no, no one will play with me and I've nowhere to put it. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. like, don't, because... don't do that. I, I love those little moments where you're walking through and you're like, wait a minute, I have 50 euro. <laughs> and then you're like, no, I need to get shopping. <laughs> yeah exactly um, there's certain shops that are good for those distractions I oh think. stop yeah yeah going yeah. into a, a smith's these days i'm like i know not i'm not no i'm out i'm out I, <laughs> I was like oscar let's go get a book we're out we're out yeah. of here um cool that was uh that was another uh another really really cool ad to to add to the um to the archives um so i'm delighted to have that in there um Great. what is going to be your third ad Okay, so slightly different avenue this time. Um, you know, it's a little bit closer to home in the sense that it would have run here. Um, it's it's not an Irish brand, but um, Specsavers. So uh, this particular um, execution, I, I just think is is magic um, in itself. But again, it's the platform overall um, that I, I wanted to share because when it comes to, you know, when you get asked, like, who's doing it really well? You know, that's just that generic question. Um, Specsavers and this platform always come to mind, particularly when you think about with my media hat on. So, um, yeah, I guess let's just watch this one and we'll we'll have a chat. Shame <laughs> 
squint at the end from your yeah. man when he's like looking he's like where am i um what day is today uh, yeah absolutely adore it's great that. i absolutely love it it would be in my my top five top ten ads of all time wow yeah um, i love it absolutely yeah love it. it's um yeah it's it's amazing and it's, i certainly didn't want to come on and talk about all these um old school American ads and connected back to some sort of uh, wonder of of um of Irishness but I just yeah now does it need to be a minute and 15 seconds um I'm sure there are creatives listening that would argue of course it needed to be that long it needed to be 10 minutes yeah, for, for the launch yeah <laughs> um so but and of course if you're listening to it you, you know there's no there's there's nothing said uh so you need to be you need to see the last the line and and the, the action to get it but um oh i love it yeah it's the it, it it pulls on like all the things that i love one a good ad one that's funny but just using mugilimar as the song sung beautifully uh in shanos uh it's the it's the it's the west or the wild uh some parts of the country beautiful visuals I, you, yeah. you don't know the first time i saw this ad obviously many years ago now i, I literally was like what the fuck is this for i have one thing that disappoints me about this ad okay the fact that it's shot in the faroe islands and not stop. ireland stop yeah oh, no. is it yeah and i was like there must have been a tax break or something and I was like, there had to be. I was like, what? Why? I was like, we have that. We have that exact. Like, it, I was thinking, oh, maybe you have to see the sea at a certain angle or something like this. I was like, you don't really see anything. It's just mountains, waterfalls. We have that. Um, but yeah, shot in the Fair Islands. So I'd like to know why. But uh, uh, taking that knowledge out of it, as in sure. when I said disappointed, it's perfect. And then I read that and was like, oh. Yeah. Fair <laughs> point. We, was it made you know? by a, a UK agency, Irish agency? I, uh, I think that. Um, now again i just have to like properly check but um in one of the things i i read it was like they're in the agency in-house the creative team in-house that that made it at the time um i think they were maybe doing that before others um yeah they still do so, it now yeah it's, a, it's yeah. a big thing for them couldn't find reference to uh, another agency so it, partner or whatever but why they might go maybe. to pharaoh versus versus here it'd be either or really um yeah but it's, it's beautiful. It's yeah. It's it's just stunning. It's a stunning ad. Why why do you pick it, Emer? Um. Well, I suppose Specsavers, as I said, was like the first kind of okay. Well, what's an, an example of almost every ad I, I love just because the concept is so strong. Um. But then I was reminded of of this kind of execution, and I mean all of the things you just said there, Aaron. Like I totally uh, agree in, in terms of the song. Um, just the the humor in it. Um, it's black and white. I mean, I it's just you, you don't expect to see that. Um, so I love it for those reasons. Um, as well. Um, I mean, I was looking at the comments. Um, on the ad, like on YouTube, even so many people have said this is my dog's favorite ad. <laughs> like that is gas as well. I just love that undercurrent of audience. Um, because of the the little whistle in the middle of it. Um, so I'm going to have to uh, test it out on Seamus here um, later um, to, to see does it get his interest. But 
yeah i i just i just think it's it's clever with with being true to the the platform of the brand so clearly and strongly and just yeah um i think it's brilliant just some some information some background on it uh yeah you're right creative agencies in-house spec savers um, okay it had a 30 or 40 and a 60 and sponsorship by dents uh approximate budget over two years 34 million sterling uh, wow. media and creative obviously sure. um uh targets 45 plus adults blah, blah, blah. um but i and then the media agency i don't know who these guys are but uh manning gottlieb omd in london so that's who who did their media you probably know who they are now. but um you probably OMD. know them all it's just a, it... <laughs> that's omd yeah but i can never when they put the little name they're always gonna get me i'm not gonna... <laughs> um yeah so that's that's the crack with it so it was a fairly big so yeah completely in-house which is I think something I I love the fact that stuff can be done like a brand can have the the ownership to do stuff in house because you know um, sometimes like it it can go terribly wrong for some brands when they do this and especially in their first iteration. Was I right in thinking that Pepsi ad with uh, that came to mind there at the same time? That was an in house one. That was in house Pepsi. That was Pepsi's first attempt at that. So that 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 was over after that. but like yeah. spec savers, um, they just—it's such a clear message that they're trying to activate. It just yeah. works, and they get it. Um, and I just think I'm just always so impressed with the work they come out with and the executions. And what I really love about that, from a production point of view, a student could have shot that. So if they had an uncle, who is maybe lives in the west of Ireland and he has sheep and sheep dogs and he lives an old school life. They could have went out as part of their final year thesis and just shot them yeah. with the sheep and then just did the funny bit at the end. And I love that from the production is not, as you said, about it being black and white. It's not dominating anything. No. You know what I mean? Their message is not dominated, is, is not overly produced. It's very simple. It's it. They feel really authentic stories um, because obviously they're trying to relate to so many people of things that could happen. You yeah. know what I mean? You don't want to go too exactly. far away from that. And I think that's a really nice iteration of like similar to the one we had on not too long ago with, you know, the one that's live now with your man climbing the, the stairs. And yeah. The wrong tower blocks. Yeah, yeah. Once yeah. again, like I'm, I don't share sheep and I don't deliver packages, but I get that that moment could go wrong. And I get that kind of him. He yeah. shows the frustration. Farmer doesn't show the frustration. He doesn't give a fuck. He doesn't know. He's like, why is that sheep coming when I'm whistling? Um, but I just think it's really, it's really impressive what they do yeah. with their brand and how they execute it. And they just don't seem to miss, which is. Even but that, uh, that new um, campaign that's out at the moment, I was again, just because we were, I was doing the prep for this, um, twenty twenty two marks twenty years of the Should Have Gone to Specsavers platform. So, you know the amount of executions over that time, and I think, um, you know, from a media perspective, like the disruption simply by placing the ads slightly wrong. Um, you know, the these kind of disruptive formats are, are um, you know, just eye catching moments, and it all just plays in to the the concept it's it's there's and so insta- much fun and play you can have with it. yeah you know you straight away you get it you, exactly it, is that is that your your common thread or am i, am I making an assumption here is the consistency from the brand yeah. for many years 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think it wasn't necessarily intended to be when you asked me um, for this, but when I was kind of narrowing down my my focus, um, I think that there's such bravery in doing that, but there's such an importance of being consistent as well. Um, and the job becomes much harder when you're having to rebuild the platform every single time. And I get why, you know, global pandemic comes in and then things aren't necessarily relevant anymore and we need to change the ad. Um, but there are, you know, beautiful ads that can still have a role to play or perhaps be reinvented um, once they're built off the right platform. Um, you know, and it also maybe, especially from my perspective where I'm not creating the ads myself, obviously there are many in, in the team um, that are talented at doing so, but um, where you can understand it yourself and feel like you can contribute and build on the ideas from the media side of things. And that, you know, when you think about the Specsavers platform, how many different creative teams, um, brand managers, marketing directors would have been involved in creating the different executions over the years. And isn't that magic? Like just to see one platform um, just reinvented so many times. Like I, I, I think that that's um, powerful. So in all three examples, yeah, I think it's it's consistency in um, backing a really brilliant ad um, that we just see so rarely these yeah. days. I love that as a message, though. So I'm just thinking of that going back to when we when I used to work in media. How nice to be able to have a platform, you know, you can rely on as a planner. As you yeah. rightly said, like, because there was nothing more confusing or when, oh, there's a new ad coming and you're planning the media and you're like, can we see it? Do we know what it's going to like? Like, because we want to come up with some maybe activations and like, we need to know, exactly. is it going this way? Is it going that way? Is it funny? Is it not funny? And then you'd eventually see it and you're like, okay, yeah. And like, no comment on the creative, but you're like, damn it. I, in my head, I was seeing something else. So that execution now doesn't work. Yeah. Whereas as a brand for brands to realize they will get so much more from their creative and uh media and pr and social and whatever agencies yeah. you have working with you if you give them this solid base to all work together off because then yes. the creatives are just building different iterations of that not revamping every two years media yeah use all their skill and strategy to be like, okay, here's how we can really play with this. We know creatives aren't going to go over there or do anything. They're not going to come back with something we know nothing about. And yeah. I never, I never thought about it that way, but yes, yeah, so just thinking of the anxiety when there'd be a new campaign back in the day and you're like, oh my God, imagine knowing that they're definitely going to lean into, I, I understand the space. So it means I'm not going to do something fucking completely off the wall and then get something completely different. I think that's the power yeah. and the benefit of that to a brand having everyone on the same page, just even that simple, like yeah. running a team, just having everyone on the same page from the start is exactly. probably immeasurable. Um, oh, because I mean, you all like we all want to be able to contribute kind yeah. of, um, you know, smart executions that are going to have um, great impact. Um, but sometimes they can be a little bit bitty or random when you have all these different people kind of coming up with them when this when the base isn't as clear or solid or that the platform um, I mean, it's obviously um, it, it's kind of like a playground when you get to do it from time to time in, in core, um, you know, with, with the different teams. Um, and I think we all have a job to do sometimes where to break down and color outside of our lines a little bit, um, where just because I'm a media person um, doesn't mean that, that I can't kind of contribute to, to those ideas and, and that. So, um, 
I think, yeah, these are all great examples of just that that consistency and the power of that. But um, yeah, the the kind of uh the job becomes a little bit easier and more enjoyable when yeah. when you're all on the same page with what the platform is. And like time and headspace mm. goes into execution, then not restarting every yeah. And that's what you want to do. You want to do the best work for your client. You want to give them the best everything. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Because it's you're aligned with them, and you know what I mean when you're when you're planning stuff and bringing their brand to life it's it's especially in this industry and i think an awful lot of people attach themselves to like this campaign and um you want yeah. to give them the best and to do that you get to focus more on giving them the best as opposed to fucking restarting every two or three years but i think that's exactly um, i think yeah. that's really cool that's a re that's a really cool theme um to, to run through it um all right they were they were they were class class ads great additions to the archives um Great. If anyone would like to get in touch with you or hear anything, have you got anything more going on in 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 core at the minute? Or um, I I hadn't come on to plug too many things. <laughs> um, I mean, if if you want to get in touch, um, I'm emer.lon at onecore.ie, um, and we've got like lots of great uh you know resources and things on the site in terms of insight and reporting that the research team are doing, but. No, I mean, if anything, just to say, um, spend time watching great ads. You know, I think that it's brilliant that you're doing this um, and we have a great industry, um, but particularly with the agency uh, perspective, you know, we're in danger of, of losing that sometimes if we don't kind of remind ourselves um, why we do what we do, um, you know, and it's absolutely brilliant. Uh, so, yeah, just have some fun with it from time to time. Um, if, if people haven't recently, then they should just uh, take a few minutes and look at some great ads um, on the archive that will soon be on your website. That will soon exist, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That's another thing on my list. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, okay, i got to build an archive. Um, <laughs> um, it'll be virtual reality based. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, no, that, that's, a great, that's a great message to end the, um, the podcast with. If anyone is listening to this episode, you are mental, go to the website and watch the ads. You'll need to watch those ones. Um, and if you're on any platform where you can review us um, or leave a comment or like or subscribe or any of that crap, be sound and do it. Um, and until next time, thanks so much, everyone. Thanks, Emer. Thanks for having me. Bye. Bye.